great. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all, it all depends on, you know, what it's going to become. You know, I mean, I'm all for topics. Yeah. I'm all for uh, uh, conversations about the news. You the know? news, really? The news? Well, every once in a while, sure. Current events? Maybe we could yeah. pick a current event that... Well, you know what it is? There's, I mean, there's a lot of things that are sort of uh, um, uh, tw- angles on current events. Meta current events. Uh-huh. For example, uh-huh. I get really upset. The whole oil thing, right? Uh-huh. I'm really upset about people all, like, say, yelling at the government. Like, why isn't the government doing something? It's like, what the fuck does the government know about doing anything about it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, and, and those are the same people who, like, want lower taxes. It's like, well, yeah. what do you think? The government's got this crack team of oil, like, people, like, somewhere, you know? No. So, it, you know, it's kind of like, why aren't they doing anything? What do you want them to do? Right. You know, like, so, so, I mean, it, there's a fine thing. But that's almost more of a psychological thing about the American public. It is. As it is. It is you know, a problem with, you know, so there are things like that that I find interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We, and we can even talk about um, things, uh, other things, like, re, you know, how we were just talking about um, Penn Jillette's new thing. Yes. And I don't know if you watched the first or second. I can't remember. One of the first one. He's only done maybe five or six. One of the first ones. his house, by the way. I know. The Slammer. Yeah, apparently, apparently it was a radio studio he had set up for something else, and the people who hired him to do this or set it up with him yeah. went in and made like a little video studio for him. It's pretty cool. Yeah, well, you know, he's Penn Jillette. I know. He's pretty... Imagine pretty... how much money him and him and, and Teller make at that sh- at, at their gig. They have a freaking theater, and it's like the Penn and Teller Theater. Yeah, at the Rio. Yeah, It's pretty fucking sweet. I've been twice. It's good. I've never seen it. It was really cool that at the beginning of the show, before anybody goes up, you know, before they come on the stage... There's a box on the stage on wheels, mm. and you go up Has on that stage. Has that got the big ampersand in it? No, oh. no, no, no. no. Mm. It's like there's just this card, this uh, not cardboard, a uh, uh, plywood box kind of thing, right? Closed, like a big plywood chest, essentially. What are the and it's sitting on its side. Let's say two by two by four feet. Yes. Oh, so it's little. It's a box like this. Yeah. Okay. Right. So. You go up on stage, and they want everyone to go up on stage and sign their names on this oh. like piece of paper that they use later in the show. Uh-huh. So everyone gets in line. And one of the other things you can do is go play around this box and try to figure out like what the fuck's wrong with the box, you know? Uh-huh. Ooh, it's a trick box, you know? Like you, fig- you know. So everyone's taking their pictures in it and whatever, and looking around, and they're you know, you can see like the burly men who are just like, I've built ten houses in my life, and they're all like looking at it and saying, you know, like they're not going to trick me, these goddamn whippersnappers, you know? Uh-huh. There's all that kind of stuff, right? Sure. So the whole thing finishes. And they come out, hey, you know, like, hi, I'm Penn. And, uh, you know, but r- right before that, they're setting up the stage. A guy comes out and, like, moves it to the middle, tips it over on side and closes the top and locks it, you know. Hmm. And, like, all of a sudden, like, Penn comes out and then, like, Teller just pops up inside the box. And you're hmm. like, and you, when you were there, you, like, didn't see. I mean, obviously, he must have been coming in from below. Right. But, like, there was no noticeable panels on this thing that popped or did anything weird. But, like... Somehow, but it was just so smooth because you didn't even expect it. You know, right. you're like, oh, the Adler used that later in the show. And all of a sudden, Teller like pops That's out of it. That's his entrance. Wow. What was the point of this? The <laughs> well, point was, of the Penn and Teller. Yeah. Right. So I was going to tell you um, one of Penn's recent um, – we should get a pop filter. I just spiked it. I have one somewhere. Yeah. Um, one of Penn's uh, recent little rants was about Obama. Okay. And people are – giving Obama, I don't know, I mean, I don't, again, I'm not a politics guy, right. don't really give a shit, yeah. um, but I hear stuff, and <laughs> and uh, apparently one of the things, uh, th- there's a definite 
majority of people who are pissed off at Obama because he, quote unquote, made these promises during his campaign. Yes. He said, we're not going to do this. We are going to do that, this and that. Again, I didn't really follow it. I don't really care. But here's the here's the interesting point. So uh, I think I'm going to just for the sake of this argument, I might be I might be wrong. But let's say he promised to stop the war. Okay, sure. Whatever. Yeah. That's so that's what he did. Um, so, you know, it's one thing you, you, you tell people, hey, man, I'm going to stop the war. I'm yep. going to do this. This is my thing. And, and, and you sell that and sure. people buy that and you're good to go. Then he gets elected and then he get, he, he's essentially forced to go back on his promise because there are people at the in the government, you yeah. know, sure. who know stuff that. You know the the general public doesn't know. Like you need to be the president of the United States to know this stuff. Yeah. And and now that you and so now Obama, the guy that we we trusted and we voted for and we elected, right? Now that he knows this stuff, yeah. He's he's now changed, he's just like yeah. Okay, he's changing well, this isn't his mind. Really the truth, right? No, sure. And I think that's really significant, and a lot of people don't get that. Well, you know, at that point too, you also have to think. I happen to be a bit towards, you know, just to the left of Vladimir Lenin personally. But, you know, but you have to think somehow I trust Obama's logic yeah. better than I trust well, some other people. Like, he seems like a smart guy who will, like, listen to everybody and go, okay, yeah, this is the best course well, of action. And, and that's and that's the, and, I mean, it, this sounds so so simple and so basic when we talk about it, but that's the kind of thing, that's the kind of reasoning you should have when yeah. you're when that's you're, why you when you're electing someone, yeah, yeah, and that's that's why it's just so comically bizarre how someone like George W. Bush got elected. It's like, well, because he had a name Bush. That's no, not, <laughs> dude, not even that, man. I, I again, I'm a super simp yeah. when it comes to the politics. Uh, I don't really care. Right. But when I when I listen to the two talking heads on yeah. the screen, the first thing that's going to come to me is 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 how the guy speaks. How, yep. You know, there's the way the guy looks, yep. and then there was the way the guy speaks. And, th- and this is actually improving. I don't know if you heard this story. You probably know this. The um, JFK thing. The Nixon. The, yeah. yeah the, and one, it's 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 you know I don't know if it's proven, but it's it's claimed, and that makes some sense that yeah. because Nixon got sweaty yep. during those debates, he wasn't, and 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 because Kennedy was kind of a hunk. You know, Kennedy was a good-looking dude. He's the y- youngest dude running for president ever. Sure. You know, he it Just became a visual. Maryland, it sure. became a visual thing, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. Uh, and that's that's really interesting. So, so again, on that same sort of note, if if I had to choose between Bush and anybody else that was running against him, I don't even know who was running. I guess it was Gore, right? Yes. Um, at least Al Gore spoke English. You know, at least yeah. at least yeah. he, he he sounded like he knew what the hell he was but talking. But there's a about. lot of people who don't. That's not what they're looking for. No, no, I know. But let's. I'm just saying yeah, on the sure. strictly no, human yeah, being sure. level, and I, and I, I mean, that's the way I. Whenever I meet any new person, you yeah. know, it's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you in on, on, on based on your immediate appearance. I'm not, yeah. I'm not making judgments here, but yeah. you know, the human brain, we we make these, yeah. we we filter, you know, in order to survive. This is look, I, look, Dan, I got a stain on my shirt before the show. It's, <laughs> but you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no. I, it's, I, actually, that's something that that kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. Is is the. Uh, there's there's this sort of um, stigma against uh, what what has been called profiling. Yes, and I think I think prof- profiling, for for lack of a better term, I think it gets a bum rap because, like it or not, humans have to do that to survive. We well, wouldn't we wouldn't be where we are if we weren't able to suss stuff out sure. as quickly as possible. Right. 
And and that's what makes a good detective. That's what makes a good warrior. That's what makes a good sportsman. That's yes. what makes a good hunter. Right. You know, you need to be able to say as soon as possible at a glance, okay, that's a threat. That's not a threat. That's a friendly. Right. That's food. That's, you know, I need to right. run away from, you know, that kind right. of shit. Sure. That's profiling. Right. No, no, no. That's profiling. I think the, the idea would be racial profiling, which is the problem, which is what they say is the problem. Agreed. Well, the problem is, you know, okay, you get a whole bunch of, you know, people from the Middle East and you, okay, you profile them. So they find some Muslims from, you know, Amsterdam and they make one of them blow up a plane who's like white and European. You know, totally. this is, the, you can't fight that thing. No. I think you know, it's... the other thing about Obama and the whole, you know, changing his mind and the whole like promises, whatever it is, mm. like, the dude's been in office for like less than a year and a half. Yeah. And he's done a lot of stuff in yeah. that year and a half. It's true. It's like even when the whole don't ask, don't tell stuff, it's like the president can say he wants to get rid of don't ask, don't tell, say, and I'm fine with that. But like a lot of things aren't really up to him. It's not just like he decrees it. He's not an emperor. No, of course. You know? And that's the thing that a lot of people I think don't understand, which is like a basic civics thing. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. do you yeah. understand how the United <laughs> States government works? Exactly. The president doesn't just say something and that's what happens. You no. know, what, what's creepy, though, is that there are some random parts of the government that. I mean, these are like, I would look at them as loopholes yeah, sure. more than anything else that this one particular branch or person or can office say that do have that is. kind of control sure. over. That's what kind of, apparently in the eighties, they out. changed the laws so that like FEMA in the event of a nuclear war, like FEMA takes control of the United States government. Like, because really, yeah, FEMA. Well, it, it, cause, cause it's emergency management It's like uh, after boy. like a nuclear Holocaust kind of thing. Like if they can't get a hold of the president, whatever it is, like, yeah. FEMA sort of takes control, like, that, and starts running things. That reminds me. What was that movie? I think there was a movie recently. I want to say, maybe it was the last Die Hard movie. Okay. Um, it's just I a, like Die Hard for. I, I think it was fine. Uh, there was a. You know what's amazing about that film? The one thing. Kevin that, Smith. No. I mean, I love Kevin Smith. He, you know, like you read about. He, he wasn't. He wasn't what was amazing about that film to me. Uh, I, I enjoyed his performance, and I thought it was it was fun. And and you know, as a fellow as a fellow geek, yeah. and as, as a guy who speaks that language and and gets that stuff, I think he he did a fine job, and that was well well portrayed. But no, the thing that really totally turned my crank, and it's super <laughs> small and minor, was that initial statement clip that the terrorists or whatever that the t- you know the Oliphant guy yeah the, 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 the one that where they dude. cut up all the presidents. yes. Yeah. I thought that was fucking awesome. Yeah, and I, that I was a good idea. I think that was a great idea, yeah. great execution, yeah. and that, that made the movie for me. Yeah. I mean, it's super minor, but I, yeah. I just really dug that. Plus, it's really creepy. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. really cool, man. No, yeah. No, no, no. Um, so, I, I go for that. Anyway, to, to, to my original point was, was basically, the, you know, that sounds like, like the plot or the, a great seed for a plot for a kind of diehard type movie where – you know, in order to to do this, in order to get into this bank, in order to rob this bank, we need to you know put the nation in special emergency mode so this guy becomes the president, yeah, the yeah, new yeah, president, yeah, 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 and yeah. he's crooked. Right. You know, nobody checks out that guy because well, yeah, yeah. he's seven times you know down the yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. So so you know that kind of thing. And that's kind of I mean that's that's similar to the twist of the actual movie, right? Because you know they I, I like, think so. Yeah, that, yeah, that's why yeah. I'm, that's why I came up with. Yeah, it. but no, uh, it's true. But know. it's but you know but again like it's but it's this whole concept that you know. Who was it? It was like Thomas Jefferson or somebody. It's just like, you know, you have to have a, a, a literate society for people to vote. You know what I mean? Like yeah. voters need to actually know something about something. You know, yeah. they have to be educated to the point where they understand the issues. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know that most people are. No. 
No. And that's what's kind of scary. And look, I don't want to go back to like, oh, you have to, you know, be able to write some essay and take some tests in order to vote. But at the same time, it's like people like catch up. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. You know, we. we um, I feel like this might be a good opportunity to to uh, to talk about one of my one of my bigger philosophical points of view. You have a bigger philosophical point of view. I have a couple of like we'll call them philosophical mainstays, you know, sort of like yeah. starting points on, on certain things that I, I, I will share with people when I, as I get to know them just okay. so that, that, you know, it comes up naturally. And Should this, I be prepared for this? No, no, no. Okay. I'm just thinking, you know, this might even be something we would edit out this setup, but anyway, um, it, cause it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, a spiel. Um, but it, it's, it kind of all ties together. Um, you, you you brought up the the whole concept of yeah you know, I guess we'll call it framers intent as you know that's the classic sure. classic label yep. for what you were just talking about um, something that I've I've been really interested in um, for the past few years is is uh, how how the world has gotten to the way you know how how, how things have gotten the way they are okay because you know? as someone who who gets frustrated as someone who's sort of sensitive and observant um in order to stay sane in order for me to to get through my day without getting super upset about stuff i i have to come up with explanations for why things are the way they are so this started off years ago um where i just i just started thinking about why does this make me so upset you know so i started asking these i did that whole this 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 whole working backwards thing you know it's like well i said well this is doing this because of this and this is doing this because of this. And and then one thing sort of leads to another. And it's like, once you sort of understand the history or the lineage or the, the way that that thing got that way, understanding it makes it a little bit easier to deal with. Okay. You know, so, so it's like a kind of like a placeholder. It's like, you know, I'm looking at this whole row of, of whatever row of books, but that one is missing and I don't know what goes there and I don't care. But the fact that it's missing it's not right. So okay. I need to put something there just so that when I make that scan, something is there. Whether or not it's right or not right. doesn't matter as much as that there's something there to take its place. Right. So, so okay. So give me an example of something you put use this on. So, well, the, the, the classic example um, was, uh, was I was sitting in, in traffic. I was, I was stuck in traffic. And uh, I noticed that there was a guy in the car next to me who was like really visually belligerent like like honking his horn yeah. really like really getting upset as if the 50,000 cars in front of him are actually going to move faster if he honks or whatever or as if there was something <laughs> he could yeah as if, yeah. if as if there was something something he had any kind of control over you know yeah. and, and it just and it just sort of it struck me I'm like wow this guy is taking this really seriously he's taking something really seriously and it's coming out as that being serious right yeah, so sure. so I started to think about it I'm like why why are people like that man why do why do people get that way and then and this this was and this is a really long time ago I was probably like 20 21 or 22 um, and I hadn't spent a ton of time um, thinking about you know uh, psychiatry and personality development or any of that stuff because mm-hmm. um, you know as you mentioned uh, I went to art school you know I'm I'm a musician I'm an artist I'm a photographer it's yeah I, I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a science guy um, I just I happen to get a kick out of science and I like thinking scientifically and I use the sort of same skills and um, tools and techniques that scientists use to solve problems but that's not what I do right. um, so anyway I, I just started thinking about it and. What I wound up reali- sort of happening upon how how personality development works, and I, I basically f- figured out that the reason why 
this guy was probably upset was because something crappy happened to him in his past. Yep. Whether or not that was his fault or not doesn't matter, but he is essentially the, you know, this sort of manifestation of this, of this thing, of this, of the series of events that happened to him over time that have sort of put him into this, into this condition or into this, into this way. And that was huge for me. I, you know, that, that made it, I mean, I had not thought about that prior to that point. So it's like I was walking around just sort of, you know, just assuming that people were the way they were because that was the way they were. And I, and it just sort of struck me as weird that I didn't consider that people have a choice. You know, there's actually, there's some, you have some control over how, how you are. Yep. You know, and, and it's just, it, 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 it's weird to, to talk to sometimes, sometimes you talk to people who don't, who've never, who, who, who are still in that spot that I was, you know, 10, yeah, 20 years sure. ago, hadn't even yeah. thought about it. It's like, or, or don't realize that the, the reason why people are reacting in a certain way might have nothing to do with what they're reacting to. Right. They're, t- they could be completely yeah. different. Like I, uh, last year or so I was on, we were going up to a wedding, uh, in, in New York, upstate New York, and we were on our way back and. The GPS mm. took us on a weird highway, mm. and it basically, in order to get to Brooklyn, it wanted us to go through Midtown Manhattan. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, Are you? and we got, we ended up getting stuck, Ugh. like in all this traffic, and the car had to be back in half an hour. You know that kind of crazy Ugh, thing. That's the worst. And I was livid. Right. Like livid, like right. slamming my things, screaming about GPS. I'm like, this is why I fucking don't like GPS. Right. Because it's a machine that doesn't know that you're not supposed to drive through Manhattan right. on a Sunday afternoon. Right. You know, sure. it doesn't know. It's a machine. Sure. This is the fastest way. Yeah, yeah. I understand that it's a machine and I right. understand that they don't know any better and that's all fine. Right. But it's funny. Even though I knew I had no control and there's nothing I can do. Right. That's why I was mad because I had no control. Right. And because I have this thing that I if I'm not in control of something, right. it drives me nuts. So here's what, here's an interesting thing. I, I get that way too. What what I've evolved into now though is I've gotten so comfortable with that that now what happens to me is I get over that really quickly. Yeah. And what really bums me out is that I made that call in the first place. Yeah. So in your in your situation, sure. I would get upset that man, I knew this was going to happen, and, it, and it I'm anyway. I, I'm sad because I trusted you know i went against what i knew you know i basically i was upset at myself for making this bad decision that i knew the answer to we are animals (laughs) you know what i mean like there's most stuff is not a rational decision i was you know i was saying the other day i was talking to this guy and i i I was discussing topic that normally would kind of really get me worked up Mm. which is which is what panic attacky uh which which would be living with somebody else oh and this is like a really, you know, at one point in my life would be a incredibly stressful topic for me. Mm. And I was discussing it in a perfectly reasonable manner. And mm. I was just like, wow, that's really crazy that you are not freaking out about this. And I said, yeah, you know, I said, for most of my life, I would freak out about this. But it's funny. There was some sort of comfort in freaking out about it. Yeah, that so you that, knew that you were going to do yeah. it. So, it's so like, now that I'm not, yeah. somehow I'm sad that I'm not. Yeah. So, you know, it's I, like this really weird, like, yeah, dude. it's like, wait, shit's changing. And somehow this is like this weird. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like I mourned for the fact that I'm no longer crazy, crazy. about something. Yeah, I know. Which is... <laughs> I totally know what you mean. Man. It's like backwards and twisted, but it's true. It's you know, I completely. And I, I think totally it's a change it. thing, right? You know, like it's it's it's. I mean, it's okay. For example, to get personal for a minute. Yeah. Okay, my father died five years ago. Right. Okay. My life. I he was sixty. I was thirty. Mm. My life up until I was thirty was very much a reaction to my father. 
whether it was me being, trying to be more like him or trying to do the exact opposite of him. Right. In one way or another, I was defined by this other person. Right. When he died, it's weird because he dies, and in some ways, the person that I was for 30 years now died. is kind of dying too because right. I'm no longer, I no longer have that thing to bounce off of. You know? Totally. And so my grief is not just for my dead father, but the fact that my whole life up until that point was different is yeah yeah like i no longer i'm changing in a way that i that person that i was is is disappearing it's 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 analogous in a way to having a child yes when you elect to have a child yeah your life before having a child well what happened your 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 priorities change yeah because they have to you essentially no you, you remove yourself from priority number one yeah and the child gets put into that spot yeah and and well raising children is an entirely different discussion that's a whole other but, discussion but that's that they, those things what you just said and what i just said they seem yeah i, seem I mean like, i i liken it to kind of it's like coming home from battle now, i've never been to war mm. but there's a certain sense that like you were in some like struggle for so long right and then it's not there and somehow you're you you miss it even though it was terrible yeah well, yeah. it, it, and that that that's another one of that touches on another one of my. We didn't even talk about the the, the first thing I was talking. I wanted to talk about. Oh, sorry. Go that's back. okay. No, it's my fault. Um, but that's another thing. Um, they're sort of similar, but not. We'll we'll save that for another one. Yeah. So the first one I was going to talk about, and this this is this is sort of becoming. It seems to me I, I um, my all of my philosophies, if you will, are are works in progress. I like putting that right out right up front. I am not saying that this is the way it is. This is the way it is. Right now. For me, you right now. For me right now. Talk to me in five years. Could be different. I can tell you for sure, five, ten years ago, I hadn't thought about this shit. So this is where I am right now. So anyway, what I found is that one of the more interesting differences between how things are now and how things were 50 years ago. Right. It's kind of crazy to think for a second, but 50 years ago, that's the 60s. Yes. That's kind of crazy, right? The 60s was 50 years ago, which... In some, when I was growing up in the '80s, 50 years ago was the '30s. So it's like also it's a crazy, big, also crazy. But but yeah. he, so let's just this is this is now we're we're sort of in the meat of it here. My my whole thing is 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 the past 250 years, not even two 200 to 250 years, have been insane for the humans, True. for the human race. It's it's kind of crazy, and I think. I don't think it's getting enough props. I don't think it's getting enough gravity, enough weight. The amount of change that has happened. Just essentially the, the industrial revolution. Yeah, that basically that. Yeah. Um, the thing, and the, and then the, the one factor. It's because up until very recently, we were still right in the thick of it to some extent, or in the yeah. or in the or in the just after throes of it. Yeah, it's insane, dude. Um, humans. It's what baffles me and, and fascinates me at the same time is how amazingly adept humans are at at figuring stuff adapting you know it's yeah. like we we can figure shit out real right. real quick if we need to well the problem is the yeah, we figure it out fast but we don't always use it the right way once we figure it out unless the circumstances are significant yes so so here's here's where it gets a little weird so f- f- or here's how where people sometimes people misunderstand what i say um so so let's just put it this way for example one of my classic classic examples to, to sort of illustrate my point is in 1950 the population of the united states you know what was 1950. Let me say it was 120 million. It's about 150 million. Okay. It was half. Yeah. So the, the entire country's population doubled in f- effectively two to three generations. Right. Which is kind of insane. Yeah. 
That's that's a lot of growth. That's how that works. I know. It's called having babies. It's insane, dude. But, <laughs> but here's the thing. That was not possible a hundred years ago. Right. Not enough food. Not enough food, disease. Yep. Uh, people weren't living as long. Medicine, yep. technology, all yep. that crap. And we are starting to, I mean, the, the, best, the best nature analogy I can think of is like termites. You know, um, I've never had to deal with termites, but I've seen the a documentary or two on them. And termites are a really fascinating little creature that have this amazing like curve of, of you know, struggling to survive and then thriving and then over thriving and then, yeah, 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 and yeah, then sure. dying. And again, I'm no expert here, but if I had to make an analogy, it, it feels to me like humans right now, we're experiencing this weird over thriving curve right now and, it, and it's a little it's hard to i'm super generalizing now because obviously i'm an Amer- i'm a white american right. you know and i have it's certain tough to be you. well i'm not saying it's <laughs> i didn't i didn't choose look who's I'm talking just, dude. I know, yeah. you're the same guy <laughs> um in that respect but um but still that that said there's a lot of uh there's there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the world that i think uh the the just from from a strict numbers game um is is really significant you know, Absolutely. and, and it's just, I, I, it's, it makes when I, when I see that and I go with my sort of whatever you want to call them, my, my mathematical instincts and, and, and just sort of guess at the trajectory that this, this trend is, is taking, it doesn't look, I mean, it looks a little bleak, you know, sure. it's, 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 it, the, the, the data doesn't really right. but, make me But happy. the first world, I mean, all of Europe and the United States, the, the population growth in the last 20 years is like slowed down to very small. You know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, huge population growth in China and India and these kinds of places. Right. But, you know, there's actually a big problem in Japan and Italy and all these places where the majority of the population is over the age of 60. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. this whole kind of problem, you right. know, which is sort of the opposite problem, you know? Yeah. Uh, Cause then there's not enough workers to support the old people. But, no. but there, it, what, what I find interesting mm. sort of along these same lines is the, the people who are our grandparents who grew up, you know, the world war two generation, right? Mm-hmm. The baby boomers before the, the people who had the baby boomers, I guess is what it would be okay. ultimately. Right. Yeah. The, they were probably the first generation, maybe because of Social Security or maybe, you know, I don't know, hmm. that retired and then moved to Florida or yeah. whatever it is, right? You My know? grandparents did that. Right. They did and exactly that. Our parents, you know, retire and then, like, you know, live this whatever, you know, oh, we're going to retire and, you know, play golf or whatever right. they, they want to do, right? But it's funny how, you know, there's people now who say, you know what, our generation might not be able to do that. There's not enough money going to Social Security. Uh, Housing numbers are not going to go up as fast as people, you know, saving rates are not as high because health care costs are more expensive. You know, what? uh, a multitude of different things, right? Yeah. but, But there's this expectation that we are going to live this life, even though it's only been like two generations that have ever done that in history. Right. You know, yeah, exactly. But it's that, just weird. It's like this assumption. That's that what that's I'm, how it is, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. I mean, we look at. I mean, another just to sort of use your your example. Um, my grandparents, my father's parents, just coincidentally were both born in the United States, which, if you think about it, um, is is a kind of a, it's kind of rare still. Yeah, it's not it's it's not that common to meet people like. I mean, what's what about yours? What about what, uh, either? My grand, my great grandparents. You mean like my yes. parents? Grandparents. No, no, no. Your grandparents. Your dad's parents. Okay. Yeah. Were they born uh, in the United they States? They were born in the United States. Yes. And then your mom's parents too? Um. Yes. Actually, they were, but they were first generation. You know, their but parents they were, first were off the boat. Yeah. Right. 
So it was like, you know, late 1890s kind of stuff. You know what I mean? People, yeah. a lot of, most of them came over, you know, it was that kind so, of. So yeah, I'm sorry. I am talking about your great grandparents. My great grandparents came over from Italy and Germany and the Ukraine. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of uh, mine too. Yeah. Mine yeah. came from, from, you know, from, uh, well, uh, my, my dad is, is, is the only American. My mother was not American, right. but, um, but yeah, my, my dad's grandparents, my great grandparents right. were not born here. And that's, I think that's another really interesting detail. I mean, I think that's really common. Oh yeah. Um, well, that's, I mean, that's what makes the United States, the United States. I mean, you go, I mean, it's funny how you go to a lot of places and you know, Japan or Europe or any of these places and they're much more homogenous. Yeah. You know, dude, and that, here's the, and and it's funny because the people there, like, kind of will make like sort of anti-American things. It's like, wow, we're actually a lot more okay with all kinds of different people getting along than all of you are. You right. know, yeah. you Italians fight within Italy about you know what I mean. You guys hate the Sicilians and the Northerners and the right. Southerners, you know, or whatever. You know, like you know, Scottish people hate English people and right. Welsh. But, but and that whatever. shit's like generations old. Dude. I That's know. like centuries I know. old. But we got people from all of those different places, and for the most part, they get along over here. It's kind of crazy. I don't you get know. that. Yeah, and so, there's something cool about that. But anyway, you're you're yeah. So so that's that's the long the short. My, my basic point is that because of a combination of, of technology because, because of these innovations in, in, in industrialization to, to, to put in that category. Um, I, I have a feeling like, you know, we're, we're living like on this crazy cusp of, of a major change, uh, in what it is to be a human on earth. Oh, sure. Right now. And, oh, Ray Kurzweil argument. Well, yeah, I guess so. I don't, I haven't really spent any time. Yeah, you know, it's the whole like, you know, at a certain point we won't need to be in bodies because our entire brain. Oh, right, right. The singularity, that, kind of yeah. that yeah. thing. Yeah. But, you know, okay, but to, to, to argue against you, play devil's advocate for one sure. second, there's also the thing where, yeah, us humans figure out all this new stuff and we're, you know, very ingenious and it's all very, you know, Julian Lennon saltwater. Uh, you know that song? Mm-mm. We're so ingenious, we could walk on the moon. It's great, mm-hmm. great. Anyway, mm-hmm. point is, there's a lot of things that we invent, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. that we are not philosophically ready to use. For example, sure, you know, World War One, yeah. was horrible. It's kind of like we had wait, be, you know, be more specific. Machine guns and chemical warfare. So we're but, talking about the technology of World War One. Yes, okay. just as an example. Because yeah. I mean, yes, World War One was horrible. Right, right, right. But just but like we, World War One was horrible because it was like we were still fighting like they fought in the late nineteenth century. Yeah, dude. Except they were standing we're using in lines and throwing. Except, they were throwing things yeah, at each other. Except we're using machine guns and. Ba- like chlorine gas. Yeah. You know were, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. And, and, and in much the same way, you know, okay, we figure out the atomic bomb and yeah, we drop it on Japan a couple times. Mm-hmm. But it's like the people then, like they had the bomb, but they really didn't have, you know, it's like it's like kids finding their dad's gun in some ways. You know, like, you know, it's sort of like they don't really know yeah, they didn't realize when how, to use it. Yeah. How, how big of an and, impact it was. And it, it probably took have. until the late 70s or so. Before both us and the Soviets kind of went, Whoa. wow, this is really fucked up. Bad idea. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and but but so I think it's interesting, and and it's usually probably the gener- the next generation that didn't invent it but grew up with it. You know, mm-hmm. like our our parents' generation invented the internet. It wasn't us, right? You know, like it was the people in the eighties and the seventies and the whatever. It wasn't our parents' generation. It, it was, was the one in between. It was one of the ones in between. Right. But yeah. the point being is that like. It wasn't us, but we're the ones because we grew up with it. Arguably, not even us—the kids who are ten now—who 
are who really get it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's 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 but, interesting. But you can make that same call uh, with us um, in other things, like Absolutely. like for example, automotive cars and yep. stuff like that. Like I could couldn't tell you. I you you get you know you give me a, a manual. I don't know the first thing about cars, dude. Right. Um. And you know if if or or, or any kind of you know uh, large scale manufacturing. Like like an appliance, you know, like a motor. I mean, I couldn't give you the I couldn't give you the first thing yeah. on how to how to fix a motor. I'm, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm dumb. I mean, I know how to fix certain stuff. Oh, you're and dumb. I could probably figure it out. Well, that that could be argued. <laughs> um, but the point is, like like that little box sitting there, yeah. circuit design, all that other random stuff. There's so many things that so few and fewer and fewer people like care about. Well, that's know the about specialization it. problem. It's 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 well because things are so complex now that you have to be a massive specialist to get it. It's insane. You know? It's insane. I mean, I like to, chip design. Like right? you know, even thinking about like okay, like the first Intel chips, like the forty, you know, whatever the it is, the forty eighty eight or whatever yeah. it is. You know, the first one. Okay. You know, just you look at that now. Like you and I look at the schematics of that, and it's like, look, I don't. You know the XORs and all these addition, you know, additive like transistor things. Like I, I get the overall gist. I couldn't design one myself, but I, I kind of get it. Mm. But then, have you ever looked at like the 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 the, ta- the tap out like the schematics of like a fucking i seven? Yeah, well, it's I'm, insane. No, I it's, haven't. Well, and and it's funny because it's people our age in probably right. like twenties, thirties, whatever, doing that. who are working on it. Yeah, yeah. But they, but they in school, right. Learned they were like, oh, look, the design of a three eighty six or whatever it is. You know what right. I mean? Like that's what they learned in school, it's true. which was like state of the art to the people who were designing it. But to them, was the thing they were starting from. I think it's just fascinating how that should evolve, man. The thing that blows me away, and I, I you know, I like to think about these sort of things every once in a while, but at the, at its very basic, basic core, most of this stuff is all about like electricity management. Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. It's, it's basically just okay. Turning on and off we're electrons. We're rubbing these electrons together to make them to make them want to move, and then we're basically just telling them how fast, how when to turn. You when know, to stop. Wh- wh- and, and that's basically it. I yeah. mean, it's it's just a really complex, fast, yeah. ridiculously, com- you know. And ins- we're doing it so well, we can make things that seem like they're thinking. It's it's insane. It's, it's kinda, scary. It's kind of cool. That's totally cool. Yeah, I, I yeah. Well, there's plenty of people who don't think that that's cool or don't know the first thing okay. about it. Well, that gets us. That gets us to. Uh, the whole question of the philosophical question of mm. when do computers get rights? You oh. know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't think we're gonna <laughs> you don't think it'll ever get there. I don't think. I think we're gonna miss it. I think we're gonna just miss it. Like we're gonna die before it happens, or something else is gonna happen that's going to negate the whole question. Uh, well, I will say both to that um, because I have this nagging suspicion. Another another point of view I have is that nature. One of the reasons I, I, I you'll, you'll see that I don't I don't really give a shit about a lot of things that 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 people seem to be really passionate about, um, like uh, like recycling, you know, or the whole yeah. green thing. I'm not saying that I'm against them, um, but I I don't have any f- feelings for them. I'm not sure. I'm not for them either. I'm. I, I kind of have a neutral bias. You're recycling as a rule. agnostic. Yeah, if if we if we're recycling, cool. Let's recycle. But yeah. I'm not like going to be walking around with a recycle tattoo or waving a recycling flag, um, just because it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. Um, the, the but the point I'm making here, uh, I just lost it. Shit, what the hell was I just going to say? <laughs> we were just talking about. Uh, damn it. Uh, 
we were talking about uh, people, uh, well, robots thinking and us changing a different thing. That's and then right. you okay. not being in. So here we go. So, so we can back up here and say, so the point I'm making is essentially not, not to, not to sound cheesy and, and Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Parkish, okay. but, but nature, Finds nature has a, a yeah, nature will find a way. Nature basically has a, I don't want to say it has a plan. It has a way of working shit out. You, were you ever a fan of George Carlin by any chance? Yes, I had no problem with George Carlin. Yeah, George Carlin was was a pretty significant early influence of mine. Um, obviously, in the on the humor um, end of things, but as he got older, towards the end, his last four or five, or maybe even more, um, you know, produced released uh, specials that HBO right. did um, had a very like philosophical you know, observational he was bent older. to them. Yeah. He was getting older and he was kind of yeah. like preaching a little bit. And, and I understand that, that, you know, comedy people don't, don't think that, you know, personal politics and comedy don't necessarily mix, but whatever. Anyway, he, he had a really, just a really kind of great way of saying that the earth doesn't really care, you know, like it certainly doesn't care about us. Well, and, and then, and the, and the earth's going to be fine. You know, it's like, yeah, don't don't spend a ton of I, like spending all this time and energy worrying about the earth, the earth. And he goes on to say, like, you know, the earth has been through some pretty serious shit. Yeah. Well, you know? the, the, but the question there is, yeah, OK, but that doesn't mean that we're going to be OK. I, I, I agree. Right. So I think what people need to do is say we need to treat the earth because otherwise we're going to die if we don't. Which you know, is if it gets beyond these certain bounds, we're going to be in trouble. Not that the Earth is going to be. Absolutely. The Earth will fix itself over five hundred million years and exactly. new crust and new whatever. Exactly. And yeah. Right. And 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 that's that's kind of again where the whole the comfortable in my own skin sort of thing comes into play. Um, I I wish I, I haven't put too much thought into this. So I don't have a, a, a concise way of, of explaining it. But I think for me, one of the things that's really helpful for me or, or, you know, that, that helps me stay centered and content, uh, is the fact that I, I know that I don't really matter to the earth. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm as significant as the next tree or rock or yeah. bird in the sky or whatever, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't really, you're not special. Yeah. It doesn't really, I don't consider myself. I'm, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm special to some people. I know like there's some people yeah, who, yeah, who yeah, care but, about me. But in a like cosmic that. sense, but in the grand you're not special. Things, yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm, and, and I don't think a lot of people feel that way or have thought about it or have considered it. And well, it's a scary thing to consider. Well, and here's the other thing, and this is a, a potential problem: is that, and maybe this is an American thing, um, but from a young age, I think people are encouraged to feel special. Yes, and I think, but that, I think that's more of a psychological thing than a. Well, um, yeah, no, but I think I think it's a self-serving psychological. Mechanism. I agree. Right, and I think you need to have a little bit of that. Right. To 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 successfully. But at develop. a certain point, when you reach maturity, you, you should need- probably realize that you really don't matter in a cosmic sense. And that doesn't mean that the the stuff you do doesn't affect other people, whatever it is. But you know, it's it's okay. It's kind of like this, right? And this is going to get, you know, sure. People are going to get mad at me for saying this. Say it. Okay. Nine eleven. Right. Mm-hmm. We will never forget. You know what? In three hundred years. People are not going to be talking about two buildings getting knocked down. Look, I was here. I watched it. Like, you know, my sister was in D.C. I'm not like anything like that. But Mm -hmm. I knew people who died. But eventually people will forget. Mm -hmm. Everywhere in the world has had terrible things happen on it for some battle or other or fight or whatever it is. You know, so just the idea. Like, did you ever see the T-shirts they sell online that have a brontosaurus and underneath it says never forget? No. (laughs) 
And like they cracks me up. Well, but wait, no, I could me. imagine people getting really upset about. Hang that. on a second. I recently read. I think on X XS CD or whatever that that, that little stick figure comic strip, the okay. nerd one. Did did something happen recently? Did I the Brontosaurus did Brontosaurus get Plutoized or whatever? Well, Brontosaurus is now a Potosaurus. So that's what happened. Well, like, this happened a while ago. When like fifteen twenty years ago. Oh. But basically, the, one guy named a dinosaur a potosaurus. This other guy named a dinosaur brontosaurus. And then, like, 100 years later, they realized that they're actually the same species. But we all called them brontosaurus when we were little kids. Uh-huh. And so they d- figured out that they were the same one. So the guy who named it first, which was a potosaurus, gets the name. Uh-huh. And brontosaurus disappears. Uh-huh. Not that the brontosaurus actually disappears. No, but, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get the, the point. That's, that's lame. Well, it's lame just because we knew it as brontosaurus when it's we were brontosaurus kids. Brontosaurus is a much better word. Yeah, potosaurus is not nearly as exciting what potosaurus a potosaurus a potosaurus yeah what? no that doesn't work at all dude <laughs> i mean what are you gonna have an a pato burger yeah. no dude you have a fucking bronto burger <laughs> that's what you have right no it's true that doesn't make any sense no at all. it's true but this is the case bronto you know? yeah yeah it sounds great it sounds yeah. italian it's a great word I have no problem with it. But a yeah. Pato? Yeah. No. But you see what I'm saying? But like, you know, the whole like, never forget. The, it's like, you know what? Hmm. This do, this stuff doesn't matter. You know? It's like, I was watching I was watching a, a documentary on Netflix all about you know, like all these crazy evangelical Christians out in like Texas and stuff mm-hmm. who literally believe that the rapture is going to be like next week, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think my daughter's ever going to graduate from high school before like Jesus comes and takes us up to heaven. And I'm like... First of all, okay, you're crazy, whatever. But like, but just the fact that they're talking like that is just kind of like, because they're like, oh, well, we see in the news all these things that are happening in the Middle East. Dude, shit's been happening in the Middle East for 3,000, 5,000 yeah. years. 5,000 years, dude. It's been the hotbed of everything forever. For a while. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the headquarters of three major religions. Yeah, dude. You know, and so like the idea that like, oh, something's happening in Israel that's like, look, it's the third, second coming of Christ. It's like, no, it's the same shit that happens every two years in Israel, you know? It's insane. And at a certain point, it's just kind of like, you know what? Like the Israelis and the Palestinians are fighting, whatever it is. And like, you know, oh, you know, the problem is that you're never going to get those guys to agree because there's 30% on both sides who will never let peace happen yeah you know, there's 30 percent of his Isra- of jews in israel who are just like we're never gonna whatever and there's 30 percent of palestinians who are just like we gotta get the jews out of here so even if the 70 percent who do agree that we should figure something out the other ones are gonna like bomb shit and blow shit up and yeah. shoot people you know so okay. it's kind of like you know what if you people want to kill each other have at it have I, fun dude i totally agree like <laughs> you guys are idiots and assholes have go at for it, it. yes thin, you know yes thin out and the herd killing people you know well no yeah i mean quit killing innocent people yes i think that's what you mean you know what i'm saying Um, just like it's just kind of that kind of stuff drives me nuts but it again it's just the whole thing that like you know things are different now than they ever were i remember i watched a documentary uh and ed it was the new york documentary you know the one that uh, ken burns did or Mm. uh, rick burns did it actually Mm -hmm. and uh ed koch was getting interviewed Mm. you know the former mayor sure bald guy yeah so, and Ed Koch was there and he said, you know, I, I won, I won the election and it was before I got sworn in and I was walking along the boardwalk with some of my advisors down in Coney Island. And this old woman said, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor. And I went over and shook her hand and she said, she grabbed my hand and she held it with both of hers. And she said, please make it like it was. And, and, and Ed Koch says to the woman, I will try ma'am, but I don't think that it was ever how you think it was. And I remember seeing this this interview with Ed Koch, and I was like, I totally, like, Ed Koch is now my man. 
Because he gets it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That doesn't mean I agree with everything he's ever said or done, sure. whatever it is. But, like, he understands that bad shit's always happened. And good yeah. shit's always happened. Absolutely. And, and, you know, things change and life goes on. And, like, there's a, there was no perfect time. And, you know, oh, the 50s were so perfect. Yeah, well, we also had segregation and atomic testing. Yeah. And, like, there was a lot of terrible stuff going on in the 50s. It's you know, the truth. And just the idea that you, you, you place any era as like this idyllic perfect whatever such a bunch of bull you know yeah you know it's like like well like you were saying before there's no way we could have 300 million people in america it's like because it's better now than it was 150 years ago i'm not dying of dysentery right now but because you know but see that's my 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 motivation well, it was so simple that, back then my no, motivation is that is that nature had more I, I, I'm just, I have the suspicion that nature's going to get back at us. It's like we're, we're slowly but surely engineering nature, we're pissing it off nature out of the, yeah, man, I'm, yeah. I'm serious. I mean, I, I, I well, don't, that's the whole argument of, of a lot of the environmentalists that we're just, yeah, we're, we're, it's not like we're in control, but we're pushing it to the point where it's going to swing back at us. Right. And I think, and knock us the fuck off. And w- <laughs> what pisses me off is that people think that they can stop that. And I, yeah. the, you can't fucking stop that. You can't stop a hurricane. You know, you can't. Right. But what you can do is move away. You could, you, you need to figure out what's going to happen and then plan around right. that or plan well, for you that. C- you could stop making it worse. No. I mean, yeah, you can, but, but you've already, it's like, it's like the action has already been set. You think, you think the dominoes it's already, are already far falling. beyond. Yeah, absolutely. Personally. I think it's too late. You know, there, there, there was a, I remember uh, this guy, James Burke, who's, I'm a big fan of all of his books, Connections, the guy did Connections back in the 70s. Mm. If you haven't seen this, you really need to. Mm. Nice guy. I actually shot him for 365. Super sweet artist, British guy. Mm. Um, and his thing was, you know, it's like right Colebrookdale, which is like where, you know, it all started, you know, in England, which is like the, re- the, the, they started burning coal because they ran out of wood to make glass. And that's when the Industrial Revolution started, like mm. in England, back mm-hmm. in like 1780 or whatever it is, you know, okay. this was like the beginning of it all. And he's just like, that was the first time that we really started changing the world and like that we stopped running from the environment and we actually started affecting the environment in a right. real way. Absolutely. And like, that was like this turning point. Sure. Of course, no one at the time knew that this was the no, big I, turning point, you know? And there's, you know, what's, what's, there's tons of shit like that happening right, right. under our noses well, now. Right. Of course. That they're going to say 200 years. Oh yeah. Right. Back in well, 2000. I mean, well, blah, look, blah, blah, at, look at the information revolution. You know yeah. what I mean? Like just, the, I mean, look at how different it is since 10 years ago. Not to get sidetracked, but here's another interesting thing to consider that that is, a, is another direct effect of our current condition um remember how you this sort of touches on a couple of your previous points uh for example the 9-11 thing yeah. i could actually argue against your statement that 300 years from now people aren't going to remember 9-11 well it'll be a footnote in a it will be in a history book the fact that there's fucking video of it makes it way more Permanent. Yeah, but there's there's video of stuff in World War Two, and you know people are already forgetting about not that. The, not the same though. It's not the same. Well, but, because yeah, but won't, there, so... won't there be video or even more intense recording things of everything that happens between now and 300 years yeah. from now? I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that this is, for example, there are other as you know awful events that don't have the same weight, don't have the same perceived value that 9-11 has now and will always have because they weren't that I think it has well. perceived value because it's 3,000 Americans who were killed. First, per, first world people who were killed and not 
Africans or Indians or Chinese that were killed. That I yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think that's a I think it's a completely, you know, no, but the point, self-centered American. The thing. point that I'm making though is that for the past 100 years. Yeah. We, and this actually kind of comes around to a nice nice point that we can talk about uh is 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 photography. Sure. And filmmaking and yeah. the ability to record yeah. things. Yeah. Like audio recording, sure. like film recording, that that whole concept that I think has had a huge and as if that wasn't enough, uh, the the longevity factor. I mean, you you can make the argument that books and and drawings, paintings yep. Yep. have been around and lasted forever, and, and it's true. I mean, if you think a about long it, time. Sure. yeah. Well, and think about it. You know, we go to these muse- You know, we go to the museums in in, in Paris or and and you know all over Europe, and we go to look at these old masters yep. paintings, but. Those are like the cream of the crop, the the tip of the iceberg, just sure. a small drop in the bucket of what else was going on. Oh yeah, tons and of stuff and this kind of and this also sort of lends itself to. I mean, you could talk about we could talk about the Bible for a second. The, you know, the current iteration of the Bible, which in my opinion is probably going to be the last iteration of the Bible until Arguably, something major yeah, sure. happens, is got to the way it was because of the way it was told and translated. Blah blah blah. It's been translated five thousand times. Exactly, yeah. and, sure. and 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 so. Another fascinating detail along the same line. Uh, I was watching this documentary about the the uh, the Forbidden City in China, mm-hmm. and you know China's China's a goddamn old, old. country. It's yeah. been around for a long time, and there are some shit. There's some stuff that happened. There's some dudes who were in charge of things, emperors, who literally like rewrote history. There's shit that happened in China that nobody fucking knows about yeah. because some dude decided that he wanted to change the story. Yeah. And he well, it's re- like Soviet stuff too. And he erased, he erased, killed, burned. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like every copy of everything that yeah. involved. Yeah. That sure. shit happens. Yeah. And happened. In the Soviet thing, they painted over people's faces in photographs. They're like, this person never existed. Yeah. So what? my point is that is going to be harder and harder to happen as is it or is it going to get easier and easier i mean look at the look at look at you know people doctoring photos you know what i mean like you know you could argue that and maybe it's even more insidious because it looks like nothing's been changed and everything's been changed i suppose i mean look you know the other funny thing is just quick little aside you were saying you know books last forever i remember i just read a thing the other day saying that um because the publishing industry is having such issues about uh, uh, money and that kind of stuff. You know, the costs are going up. That they're st- they're starting to use more pulpy wood, like stuff they'd use for newspapers mm. in a lot of like lower books. quality. Yeah, yeah. And so books may not last nearly as long as they have been. They lasted, you know, a hundred years ago or two hundred years ago. I believe, which that. is interesting. And and Matthew Brady, you know, the guy who shot all the stuff in the Civil War. Mm-hmm. At the end of the Civil War, I mean, he spent, you know, his entire fortune taking all those pictures during the war. And at the end of the war, he, like, tried to give them or sell them to the to the Library of Congress. And they were like, yeah, no thanks. Really? And he ended up dying destitute. Really? Yeah. I he sold them all to some guy for, like, just to pay off his debts or something like that. And he ended up, like, dying with nothing. Huh. And he's the guy who, like, you know, changed it ever. Like, yeah. completely changed our current perception of the Civil War yeah. because of his photographs. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of like, it It kind of makes you sad, you know? It's yeah. kind of like that this person wasn't at all thought of highly in his life. And it also makes you think, you know, the things that you do. You know, maybe you'll be appreciated 20 years after you die, or maybe you'll be, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, never, sure. know. Oh, you, you never, know. never know. Or the people that are appreciated, then later, you know, it's like uh, the Moby Dick was like a huge flop when it first came out. Mm. And it was only a hit 100 years later when his 100 years of his birth, like, anniversary came up and people started reading it again. Mm. Anyway, this is all whatever to say. But, yeah, it's 
it's history is crazy that way. Yeah. That, you, you know, things change or, you know, things aren't the way you think they were a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great. You think it's great? Yeah. I think that's, that's what's cool about being around. Well, you then know, again, it's cool about being human. Okay. Yeah. But at what point do the facts matter or not matter? What yeah. do you mean? Like, okay. Um, let's say you ever read, uh, uh, people's history of the United States, you know, Howard Zinn. Uh-uh. I'm okay. not a big reader. Okay. Well, anyway, it's just, it's, it's like this sort of standard American history book for people who are not trying to read. It sort of takes American history from the side of everyone who lost from the side of the Indians and from the side, you know, like the side of, of blacks in the fifties and thirties sure. and whatever it is, this okay. kind of stuff, you know, uh, side of the poor people during the industrial revolution, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Okay. But like the, a lot of the stuff that's in there is not what you read in the history books, you know, for example, like, let's say, uh, Helen Keller, everyone's like, Oh, Helen Keller overcame, you know, blah, blah. they all know the, the movie, right? Sure. Do they also know that Patty Helen Duke. Keller? Yeah. Helen Keller was the president of the communist league, like for, for, for 30 years. Like really? she was, she was a socialist. How could she be president of anything? Because she became a big thing later oh, in I her guess life. Of her but no one talks about that because right. we here are capitalists and we no, don't like socialists or, you true. know, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. So there's all this kind of stuff, but like at what point, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, the people who win the wars get to write history. Get to tell the story. Right. But, like, shouldn't we know really what happened and not what the winners wanted you to know what happened? I mean, that, that but that's going on all the time. Oh, of course. No, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that, like, is there something wrong with that? Or no. Is that just the way it is? I don't, I mean, let's, even if there was something wrong with it. Yeah. So what 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 can you do about that? That's the way it is. Okay, is there well, something wrong with the fact that it rains? Okay, okay. Well, no. Okay. Well, but but are are facts? Is there such thing as a fact, or is it all just opinion? You know, because well, essentially what you're saying, yeah, is that like okay, Napoleon wins the war, whatever beats these people, or he writes it so that like you know he best. found yeah, the sure. Rosetta Stone, even sure. though somebody else found the Rosetta sure. Stone or whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. like. Doesn't it matter that somebody else found the Rosetta Stone or whatever well, it is? Let's you talk know? about the definition then. D- matter, matter to who? That's true. Matter to you, right? Yeah, but aren't, isn't there something called, like, isn't there an, a fact that is completely objective and independent of the people who are viewing it? Yeah, there's a bunch of those scientific ones. Right. Things that are, that are you know, visually, you know, op- painfully right. obvious, like two you plus know. two equals four. Right. Like, like the sun is. You're the president. I shoot you. I, ass- I, I shot the president. Sure. Right. Ch- okay. Chain yeah. of command. Sure. Right. Simple formulas. Right. Yeah. But like, but even stuff like that somehow in history mm-hmm. gets turned around, you know, and changes the way people see things and can affect the current things, you yeah, know, for true. example, like, you know, when you're a kid, you learn that the, uh, is this still working? Yeah. No. Uh, when you're a kid, you learn that, oh, well, these really smart guys came up with the Constitution and they were so brilliant and blah, 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 and everything was right about it, right? But when you actually read the minutes of the meetings, these people were, like, coming to, to blows arguing about whether or not this was the right thing to do or whether they should have this or the Senate or the whatever. You know, that's another interesting point, not to cut you off. Sure. But it's it's relevant to what we're talking about. Something else that's become fa- – and, and again, okay, so let's take into consideration what we just talking about, what we just talked about as far as – the evolution of media okay. and the fact that photography recording mod- modern, you know, recording technology has hit this, hit this major stride. We'll say as of 1950, okay. let's just, just round it off right there. You know, cause that's right around when magnetic tape started to sure. take effect. And that's when, when it became reasonably priced so that somebody you know, could buy anybody one. can do it. It yeah. didn't become like this special science project that just the rich people could do. 
just about anybody, you know, that's when that was if the, they wanted when, to do it. They could do it yeah, when it became yeah. accessible. Um, so the, the thing, the thing is, um, fuck, I forgot what the fuck I was going to say. <laughs> Damn it. I got sidetracked again. Um, shit. What were we just talking about? I was talking about minutes of the meetings. And Min- then you said, okay, back up again. Here we go. So here's something that's really interesting to me. You're talking about the minutes of the constitution, right? Right. Or, or let's look at like like to take any of the the, the stuff that was written down a hundred years ago. Yeah, people talked differently back then. Yes, they did. Like way differently. Um, I, I and this is one of the reasons why I could never get into Shakespeare right. because people fucking talked different back then. And right. call me a simp again. I, I I just I I can respect it. I understand. I get it. I get why it's a big deal. But it doesn't do anything for me. This is too. It's too far of a trans. It's. It's just. It just doesn't. Just doesn't do it for me, man. I can't. I can't get into it. I can't. It doesn't tickle me. It doesn't excite me at all. And what's really interesting to me is is the the way human communication, the way human speech has has evolved. So it's it's reasonable to say, okay, well, a hundred years ago, people from certain certain areas talked like this, right. you know, or this was the way that that was recorded. Um, I wonder if the way that we speak now, if, if this is ever going to evolve, if this is ever going to change, because this is what people are listening well, to because that, now there's yeah. so much goddamn, there's some, there's something watching it, which yeah. is all these recordings. There's so much, rec- yeah. there's so much of a, well, you don't think people talk differently now than they did in the fifties a little bit, but not nowhere near as well, differently as it did. Okay. But, the, but then, but then. Whether it evolves, no, interesting question. Right. But it's also the, 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 the flip side of that is that, okay, okay, so it doesn't evolve and we use the same words and we have the same general thing that, okay, so, I, you know, it's sort of like the, the people who are just like, well, you know, that's not the correct way to say, like, like you know, the English, English Nazis, you know, right, like right, those right. people. Grammar it's just Nazis. like, yeah, it's like, who cares? Do you, I am trying to communicate with you. Right. Do you understand what I'm trying to communicate? Yes. That's all that matters. No, no, but you know, I'm going to like, but you know what I'm saying? Like those I people, do. it's like, who cares that somebody decided that in 1880, this was the official English language. And this There's, is the way we write things. I have two points to make then. Uh, I, I, first of all, I agree with you. Who fucking cares? However, to play devil's advocate, to keep things interesting, there's two different things about communication that are significant. Thing number one, um, is, is official record is recorded history it is you know sort of de facto standard definition so yeah. so if you are like like we'll, we'll we'll call it legalese if you will sure so in order for and that's something legal and it's interesting legal and medicine those yes. those two things that you both things that you have to go to like ridiculous amounts of school for they and have take a ton for of hundreds of years had different ways of of they have a, they're they have their own jargon right and it's just really interesting how that shit hasn't yeah. really changed all that much no it hasn't really changed that much but in the same way when you read legal documents for example or medical things, right? right? I mean, let's take legal things. Sure, it's it's true that they haven't changed, but at the same time, it also whitewashes a lot of. It takes the facts and and sort of puts them into this stream that exists. It's true. It makes it way more convoluted than it needs to be. Exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. and in some ways, is almost missing the point a lot of times. I think that's or funny. Or deconstruct yeah. it to the point where it it's completely loses its original intention. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know. Um so so there's that's one point. That's yeah, one reason absolutely. where where that is. And the other one um which is more pertinent to us is creativity. Absolutely. It's like, you know, what makes you you could take um the you know, the same sort of sentence or the same statement and craft it in any number of ways yep. which could make it 
funny, sad, yep. weird, creepy. You know, there's all these interesting things. Well, then things. are they the same statement if that's the case? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like yeah. you can convey the same information, like des- describing describing a thing or 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 relating a sentiment. You know, you know, conveying a feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, which which again, it, as far as the relationship is concerned, is the same thing. Yeah. But there's so many different ways of saying it, For and sure. that and that's where it's just interesting to me how um how successful people are. It's successful people is a tough tough word to use. Um, people people who uh you know, who, who do things and who make things, yeah, you know, sure. get, get to where they go. Like, you know, um, based on the way that they say stuff. Yes. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's well, really relevant, and, but it, it's, it's funny. Cause this actually brings us back to something at the beginning, which yeah. is the whole argument of the guy in the car screaming. It's like, but it's also how somebody takes what you say has very little to do a lot of times with what you say, but how they hear it or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or what, what past experiences they've had with somebody talking that way. It's Let's true. say, you know, their uncle talked that way and they really love their uncle. Then right. they may buy into what you're saying, even though they don't agree with it's, you. Know. Yeah. And that, that, that gets into that whole, you know, um, you ever, you ever, uh, you ever, <laughs> those, those dater dudes, those, dater? uh, no, dater. Um, oh, what the fuck are they? Yeah. You know, the, the linear programming dudes, those the guys who play the games with the chicks, you know the the game dudes, the guys. Okay. Who, um, it's it's kind of like social engineering. Okay, yeah. So they're these dudes. I'm, I can't I can't think of any of their names. Um, there's a show on VH1 with that dude with the stupid hat who <laughs> who uh, who you know it was they, it was a reality show where this guy basically took in twelve losers who needed to get you know get it on with women and then yeah, yeah, each yeah. week they'd get rid of one and this guy's like a master like pick oh the pickup artist that's okay, what it was called. Sure. So and his whole thing is 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 basically teaching people how to hack the you know the hack human women. yeah exactly how sure. to hack the human communication system uh, where where you know it's like very Kevin Mitnick you can kind of yeah actually it's exactly like Kevin Mitnick that's <laughs> that that shit is amazingly powerful man if yeah. you understand how people yeah. perceive what you're saying or yeah. what you're doing you know from a body language standpoint right. from a from a, a confidence standpoint from all those things you can have some serious impact on how that person behaves yeah but the the people who do that best are the people who aren't trying to do it what are you talking about i mean that the people who are naturals at it the people who do those things just by instinct yeah are the people who are really good at it versus the people who are like reading books and trying to slip it in i could argue both ways i'm not gonna you're right there are definitely people who are born with naturals it and who have it and and those people probably those do, the people do pretty well president. for themselves <laughs> not, not necessarily though because think about this way you could say the same thing about a musician let's let's let's, sure. take, let's take a classical musician for right. example I, I don't mean i don't mean that they necessarily become present i mean that they they're the ones who are just sort of naturally successful at what they do it, it's, whether it's mu- music or 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 anything yeah. or anything yeah i mean yeah th- th- there are some people who are what's interesting is how how the, you might have the ability to understand it yeah but not have it built into you but then there's this really interesting kind of person that has the ability to force them force themselves into it yeah you know like like someone who does have like to use we'll use uh, the classical music example someone who's like really amazing at playing this classical music on a, on a piano or on a violin, they might, might not be able to, uh, to sing, to sing. They might not yeah. even be able to sing, sure. but they could, but they could physically teach themselves the mechanics and, and the system, the mathematics, the, you know, the, all of the, yeah. the stuff that makes it, makes it work properly. You yeah. know, they can do that. And, and that's, the, that, I don't know, there's, that's really fascinating to me, finding people who can do that. You know, um, it's, it's funny, a couple of years ago, I was shooting the, the, all of these orchestral people. 
Oh, right. For your, uh, for this UBS shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And the, it was fascinating because these people are up on stage all the time Mm. and these are monster people, you know, BSO and Philadelphia. Yeah. Sure. Top, top people. And it was amazing to me that the people who, the people who were soloists on top of being the orchestra, Mm. uh, the people who do concertos and that kind of stuff were by far the more personable people. Hmm. And I don't know if it's, I don't know which is the chicken and the egg. Hmm. You know what I mean? I think Whether so. they are the kind of people who are okay with being in front of people and communicating one-on-one with people. And that's why they're good soloists hmm. or because they're good soloists, they've overcome whatever it is so that they're good in a, in a, in a one-on-one communications yeah. verbally. So you do, but you've definitely noticed the oh, sort yeah, of yeah, correlation yeah. between the, the sort two. of the, the, the higher end the people were like yeah. the more like individuals they were in the orchestra. Yeah. Uh, the more they, the better they were personally with me. Interesting. Now I could talk their talk, you know, like I have my music degree. So I, I could sit there and, oh yeah, blah, 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 blah. Look, you know, like you use this weird clef on viola, mm-hmm. but you know, so that was good on my part that I had, I could actually talk to these people sure. on their level. Right. But, but it was interesting. Yeah. Some of them were like still tough nuts to crack, you know, mm. it, was, it was really kind of, it's funny. Yeah. I mean, look subjects period taking their pictures that's a whole other bucket of worms what do you mean subjects period like like you know are you d- just saying the principle the, the concept the, the, the concept actual mechanism of, yeah, of, of, of somebody people. sitting for you and you know yeah you, fu- you know recently i was getting some video taken of me for for this like thing and i had a camera lens stuck in my face for an hour as i was talking and i was just like this is completely surreal i mean this is what i do for a living right on the other side of the lens but it's and different, it though. Compl- it's yeah. a little different because you're talking about video versus stills. Right. And I had to actually, quote unquote, perform as opposed to just sort of let sit there and trust the guy to take pictures. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I think in a lot of ways it's completely different. Yeah. Um, I don't think it, I don't even think it's fair to, to make that kind of comparison. Well, it's just it was just odd looking into a piece of glass, I guess, is what it was. Yeah. You know, um, although it was it was it's interesting to me how many people getting their picture taken. Mm hmm try so hard to do a good job because they feel like they're supposed to be doing something when they shouldn't actually be doing anything. You know what I mean? Like it's, I do. it's much more of a Zen thing than an effort thing. I wonder, have you ever thought about this? I'm wondering. I wrote a primer about what, <laughs> what you need to know before you sit for me. <laughs> no, no, I, I've, I've read this. I, I okay. put it on your website. No, I'm what I was going to say. Uh, I'm wondering about, since this is the topic of this discussion seems to be history. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering about the history of portraiture, so to speak. Sure. So, so, so at some point in time, I guess now as I'm, as I'm saying the words, it's, it's starting to come together. I'm, I'm understanding, but think about it this way in the old days, in the, it, at the, at the origins We're talking of about painting. Yeah. Yes. At the origins before painting image making you know statues you know sure. any any kind of likeness creation if you will likeness sure. uh fabrication yeah. um in the old days that was a big fucking deal yeah it was a big deal yeah so so if you're and and we it took a long know, time took a long time cost money you know required special yeah. expertise special materials all kinds of stuff and it's reasonable to say given what we know about you know the way the human brain works uh that 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 rich people people of status have a certain 
sort of air about them, a confidence, a sort of superiority, elitist. Yes. But did they back then, or did the artists yes. put that into them? No, no. Here's the thing. That's that's the. I think that was it was a it was a teamwork thing. I yeah. think because because you know they the, were paying a lot of money to look good. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I think I, that's what I'm again. I haven't put any thought into it other than what I just said a second ago. That makes sense to me. That that is is the reason why even to this day, people still might get a little tripped up when put in the portrait, you know, the portraiture chair. Sure. And, but I, you know, it's, it's funny. I think that it's sort of gone full circle, right? It's, it's gotten to the point now where people say getting their picture taken. Yeah. Well, first of all, Oh, wait, we want to talk about something else. I want to just make a sure. note of this picture taking versus picture making. I was, yeah, I was going to get into that Excellent. right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, look, you know, somebody taking out their camera phone while you and I are out eating dinner and snapping yeah. a picture of me eating a hamburger to me, as a portrait photographer, is a very different thing than you sitting for me and me taking a more formal portrait of, of you. Of course. You say, of course, but I don't think a lot – there's a lot of people in the modern world who don't really understand that distinction. I would or agree. that distinction is very no, I, blurred. I, I, I say, of course, as a photographer. Right, yeah. Uh, but right. no, I, yeah, I agree and, with you. And I think, I think that it's, it's funny because it used to be a big deal, right? Oh, I'm going to go get my picture taken by this guy who has this arcane stuff that I don't have, a Hasselblad or whatever it is. You or know, whatever. your yeah. high school senior picture. I don't know. When I got my high school senior picture taken, it was film on a Hasselblad. And yeah. we went to a place and there were, and there were strobes. And a fucking and, yeah. background and exactly. the works. And yeah. this was a big deal. This was not what your father would have You had to fucking do. dress up for that shit. Exactly. <laughs> right. So people didn't, you know, you didn't just get your picture taken all the time. No, you know, when you're not kids. like that. Our whole family went when I was like six and got our picture taken and like, you know, like grandparents, cousins, whatever it is. Like, you know, there was like 15 of us portrait, in this picture and it was a portrait. Right. Yeah. You know, and this was, this was the thing. And it was, everyone got dressed up. Yeah. And they stood there and it was like, okay, look this way. And here we go. Boom. And even that, is you know obviously so much quicker than somebody painting a portrait from a hundred years ago or even now getting your sure. picture taken. It's gone so far to the point at which everyone's getting their picture taken all the time that their distinction between me taking a portrait of them and their buddy taking a portrait of them on his camera phone is so blurred that it's it's detrimental to my work. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I do, yeah. Because I need them to be a little bit more in the moment when I'm taking their picture because I want something very different than a picture of them scarfing down a hamburger. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And, but that, but that's a, it's, it's actually a difficult thing to get across. Yeah. And it's kind of – and trying to explain to somebody that, you know, somebody going and taking – there's a lot of – for example, there's a lot of editorial photographers, you know, like stringers for newspapers and that kind of stuff. There's a lot of them who go – and, you know, are going to take a picture of you because you wrote some book and or whatever. You open a restaurant, whatever it is. And they're really just taking a picture of you at the restaurant for the article, whatever it is. Documentation. Right. Exactly. That's not what I'm trying to do. No. Although sometimes my pictures get used in that way, say in some magazine or something. Right. That's not my intention. No. You – I just – while you were talking about this, I was thinking um, about – And that's the taking-making sort of – argument you know between those two things you know what i'm saying i do and i think that's significant I, I i agree with that um um and we should i want to talk about it a little bit more in a second what i was just thinking about though was something interesting um the word portrait yeah and, and portraiture if you will uh i'm, I'm a, the, the nearest word to that is portray right yeah there's a, there's a certain amount of interpretation involved right yeah. so so when you use the word portray that is an interpretation, yes. like you just said, yeah. which is different than, I mean, and, and we could be getting into the semantics. Different than being a document, a document of the person. Exactly. Ideally, in my opinion, yeah. those two things cross somewhere. 
And that's where I want to be. Yeah. I don't want to make you into something you're not. But at the same time, I want I want to make you into the best of what you are. You know what I mean? I want to show you for... I want to show you for... How do I put this? I don't want to make you something you're not. But at the same time, I don't just want any of you. I want the best of you when right. I take your portrait. It's tricky. when I, I have a hard time using the word best. Yeah. Um, again, because it's that's... hard to put it. A lot of this stuff is. I mean, look, words themselves are an art form. So it's true. trying to put it's tricky. A concept into words is by it's definition hard. a difficult thing. Right? I know. I know. I. I. Yeah. It's just because, like, when you say that, you know, I want to do the the best. Uh, best is immediately a relative term. It's a subjective uh, of course, term. Of course. Best. Your, your idea of what the best of me is. Yeah. Is most likely different than the my idea Arguably, of what the best yes. of me is. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, and that that in itself is a whole right. separate. Thing. I want to get the. I want to get. The, the, I want to. Uh, there is some sort of goal that I'm going towards. Right. The good, you know, right. the perfection. Well, no, but here's and that's what I'm trying to get. But here, I, but I'm not the kind of person who's going to make it so perfect that it's not you anymore. Which a lot of, some people do. No, it's true. It's true. I mean, and what's interesting to me is that you do have the you, you've gone that far. You know, with your recent series, yeah, obviously sure. with the Drabbles thing, uh, you did that. You did just that. You actually, that was your goal. Your, your goal yeah, was to, to flip take that, things too far. Yeah, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think I think what, what we're talking about becomes, um, I guess I hate to use this word, but it makes the most sense right now. The value. Yeah. Uh, this this becomes your value, uh, if you will. So 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 to put it in the context, um, I I need a, fo- a photograph. I, I I would I I would like to obtain a portrayal of this thing of this person. Sure. And and so in order to do that, I'm going to choose someone whose value I perceive as the best fit. To, to perform that 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 yes. act. That, Although that, I think that, that is thing. less of that is less of a consideration now than it was before. Yeah, to I, the detriment I, you, of you're speaking practically. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm well, speaking philo- just 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 right. just you know. But I don't. Th- I think that people don't think about that as much as they used to. No, I think you're right. Oh, I, I, well, they do, but they don't think of, they don't actually think, think those words. They, they, that's more of a, a learn. That's that's a subconscious thing. That's yeah, a subconscious maybe, yeah. thing that's happening. Because um, well, think about it. Let's why would why would somebody choose your work over the next guy's work? Why would they want to have you do well, it that's the versus thing, them? Right. You know, they, so they they look at your stuff and they're like, oh, okay, I'm getting a certain perception of this person's style, right. or this person's approach, or this yep. person's presentation, whatever you want to call it. And what they do is, is this kind of comes back again to the, where does that person come from? What what makes that person happy? Why does that person like that kind of stuff? Oh, well, this person went to school and had a girlfriend who was right, really right, awesome right, at this right, stuff, right. and now he likes this kind of stuff, whatever. Um, so, so they pick out, you know, they pick out the thing that... that resonates to them the best or in a best case scenario you you're working with somebody who can transcend that and who understand and who is basically more of to, again lack of a better word uh, a, a puppeteer or puppet mastering knows the knows the application knows knows the destination knows where it's going to go yeah. and knows where it's coming from and and is a bit, is able to sort of take their personal preferences out and 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 has a, a as finely honed a judgment you know or a skill of of picking stuff out to say okay I'm not saying I like this guy's work I'm saying that this guy's work is the perfect fit it's the for right this, guy for is that. for this and and ideally you want to be obviously that's like that's like the dream boss that's the kind yeah. of person you want to be with but has um, has the ease of 
recording, whether it be video or, or, or portraiture. I mean, like right now there's like this whole like weird trend of like, Oh, we're going to st-, like, I was reading a, a blog post the other day about like, it's going to be like 15 second video portraits, you know, where they just like turn on a camera and like, you know, shoot it at somebody for 15 seconds. It's like, you know what? Yeah. Andy Warhol did that in 1968. You know, uh-huh. it's like he did. I don't know. Yeah, he did. And it was just like, yeah, this is nothing. A, this is nothing new. Uh-huh. And B, that's not going to take over a still portrait. Like they're, they're did, completely did somebody different say things. it was going to take over. Well, they were just like, this is the new, the new fantastic thing, you know? But I wonder if the fact that it's so easy now that everyone has cameras say, right. Mm-hmm. That everyone's getting their picture taken all the time mm-hmm. that getting your picture taken mm-hmm. is not as big of a deal as it used to be. Somehow like, you know, that picture of me and my family when I was six is, I don't know, up behind the mantle at my sure, mom's house or whatever it is. Sure. Yeah. You know, that, 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 like, that, so the money spent making it say and the time we took, whatever it is, that this was a moment in time and we didn't do this every six weeks. No, this is special. Right. That maybe it's getting to the point where, like, taking pictures, for example, is so easy that no one ever recognizes any particular picture getting taken of them as special. I think that's an interesting point. You just reminded me of a friend of mine. Uh, one of my... But you want to make it special. That, that's the trick. That's my goal, yeah. is to make it that... Yeah. This pictures we're taking right now, these are special. These are the ones that you're going to remember 10 years from now, right. 20 years from now, 30 years from now. Yeah, I mean... It, it, that's to, my goal. What you wanted... You essentially want to make every one of them special. That's your thing. The pictures that I yeah. take, yes. I yeah. want to make the moment that we did taking this picture, yeah. have this be a thing where this is the record that came out of this moment in your life. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just having a fun time playing now. What now, If that's what it is all the time, yeah. Then that becomes not special. <laughs> well, because that's the normal. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Then that, yeah. Oh well, his special, but but special is normal. You know, so it's not like now it's like right, right. But it's not, spe- but but it's not that it's. But I'm not working with the same person all the time. If I was taking the same pictures, no, I know. I'm I'm pulling it up one level. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. saying you know every time he does this, it's special. But for that per- with that that right. moment with that person is what's special. Yeah. Right, right. But because that's what you do every time. Yes, it's, then that's not special for me. I know. I think right. that's really fun. So Which anyway. is why I try to do the crazy, stupid things that aren't me at all. So, to make things special for you to break the norm. Exactly. Exa- yeah, I think that's really healthy, and I think that's a smart idea. Um, what I was going to say is my friend Seth. Um, I don't think you've I met him. I don't trust him. I don't like Seth. Seth. Well, he's a pretty interesting cat. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got an interesting story, uh, and it might be fun to talk about him one, one day. But one of the things that struck me um, as interesting – well – Seth, Seth is a really remarkably creative fellow um, on several fronts. He's also a musician and a visual artist. Um, I guess there's a lot of folks like us out there, people who can kind of speak. I've both, heard that. Speak both languages. Um, and I first met him through the music, well, through the visual context into the musical context and then back into visual again. So okay. so he was working as, a, as an art director at a client of mine and uh, I was working as a, you know, a tech guy who knew about uh, creative computers and stuff like that. And uh, he had the most creative cubicle um, in the entire building. I and mean, he was very into interesting collages and, and making things out of found art and that kind of stuff. Uh, and then he had heard that, um, oh, and then you know, he'd heard that I was a photographer, looked at some of my earlier work and he asked me to come shoot a, a, sh- a show of his cause he's a musician as well. And, uh, that w- that went okay. Uh, then he found out that I was a musician cause he, I guess he just didn't know that. Uh, and then he asked me if I would be interested in playing in his band. Right. Um, and then, you know, and I said, Oh, yeah, well, whatever. We'll see what happens. And then I, so I was, anyway, once, once I started playing in his band, I, I went over to his house for the first time and 
what what I noticed immediately, you, you walk into his house and you know, there's there's the living room and there's a couch, and then literally from the top of the back of the couch to the ceiling, uh from wall to wall, from from one end of the room to the other, was a shitload of pictures. Uh and, and he what he basically had done is he had Dozens, I would guess, probably between fifty and seventy-five pictures. I'm going to mm-hmm. guess uh, no, no, no larger than twelve by eighteen. You know, right. at the very most, most I would say the the ballpark average was maybe they were his five by seven. Whose photographs were they? They were photographs of everybody he cared about. That's like cool. so. There was obviously a lot of kid. He has two children and a wife, uh, so lots of family stuff. Um, what was really funny is that. He, I, uh, he, he had, uh, he and I had been friends for a while before I'd actually gone to his house. He took a picture of me that I remember, um, giving me a kiss on the cheek. Uh, it was just a really sort of like kind of fun, candid, w- weird moment. Uh, and I was making a funny face and I, I, I guess his wife, uh, snapped it. It was one of those really sort of awful, Disposals? you know, point and shoot, you know, like up oh, okay. close, yeah, 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 super yeah. washed out with the flash. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the moment, you know, it was, it was a moment. There was definitely some significance sure. to it. And I saw it. it. He actually printed it out and stuck it in a frame and stuck it on the wall. You made the and wall. It, I made the wall. And it, and it, it just, and it just, but not, none of those photos, I didn't really, I obviously didn't spend a ton of time looking. I, you know, I, I, there was one fucking seamless white background with the kids on fucking blocks. Right. You know, people dressed up all night. There was one picture, but it was not the biggest picture and it was not in the middle of the wall. It was not featured. Yeah. I, I only remember it because it was the one that didn't belong yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, wall. Yeah, sure. And what he, so what he did was he basically took all of these moments, some of which were technically awful photo, you sure. know, f- photographically speaking, and, and then turned his whole wall into that special into that special yeah. representation. I thought that was a really cool way of that doing it. That is a very cool way and of that, doing it. And that. if I, this gets into another interesting thing um, about, I don't know if I've ever told you I'm a little different than most people I've, I've met. <laughs> There's I've a couple of things that are a little weird about me. <laughs> One of the things that's a little weird about me that I've noticed is that I don't hang, I'm not a, I'm not a decorator. I don't hang pictures on the wall. Right. I, I, I just, I, the, the thing, the thing that drives people to do that doesn't you don't have seem it. to exist in me i i don't what is it that drives people to do that that's i don't well that's a good question uh I've, I've thought about it a little bit not a ton yeah because uh, it's a recent observation of mine um and i have some thoughts on it but i'm not ready to talk about them just yet um next time next time perhaps um but so what what is it that, dra- that drives people to put things on the wall right uh it, it's got to be some sort of a, a comfort thing it's a comfort yeah. thing. It's it's a it's okay. Well, I'm going to put. I really like the way that that looks. I like the thing that that thing symbolizes. Sure. I like the way I feel when I see that thing. Yep. And or, you know, and and or or that thing is special or significant or serious or historical or whatever. I do not want to forget that thing. Yes. And then that's why I'm putting it in plain view so that as I'm living, occupying this space, and I happen upon it, I I I am sure. it is there to remind me. Yeah. Um, I used to have nothing on my walls for years mm-hmm. or, you know, the occasional tiny little thing or, or a Caravaggio painting like that one up there, you know? Yeah. Um, and then there was a certain point at which I started putting some of my own photographs on the wall and I would rotate through them, you know, change them every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Just like, Oh yeah, this one's pretty cool. I want to put this on the wall. Mm. Um, mostly just because it's like, you know what? You care about this stuff. You, you spend the time to do this stuff you know, give it the respect it deserves and put some of them on your walls. You know, this is, this was my idea, right? Mm-hmm. Lately though, mm-hmm. 
I've sort of been coming around to the idea that I don't want my, well, not that I don't want it. I don't need, I don't want my own stuff only. I want to start replacing it with other people's work, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, my friend Craig, uh, created this woodblock print of, uh, New York, the, 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 it's over there on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he gave me a copy of the print and I framed it and put it on the wall. I said, you know, this would be really cool to have sort of a collection of, of, of other people's work that I really like. You know, as as a support of their art, mm-hmm. you know, sure. in, in in some ways, yeah. But some people, I'm looking. My walls are full of things that I think are beautiful, not necessarily a goofy picture of me and my mom from when I was 15, or you know what I mean, like sure. like me in Japan, or you know what I mean. Like those are not the things I generally put on my wall. Mm-hmm. They're more like I think this is aesthetically pleasing, right? Which because, is well, you also it's interesting um, where your friend it didn't really it, the aesthetics were not the important thing. No, it was a significance. It was and that, what and these moments were, were, but were they the moments that those pictures were of that were the thing, or was it? You see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying, and that's a good question. Um, I think what what comes was what, that just a representation of that moment, and it was the moment he was trying to remember, or the per, or the person, or right. the or the event. For I some mean, people, it's the actual. It's the photograph that's the important thing, not the event that was photographed for some weird reason. I think you're right. I don't. Yeah, that's weird. For him, it seems like it was the moment. It's sort of like he was capturing them, like like putting fireflies in a jar. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I wish I had more. I, I could think of more of the pictures. Yeah. on his wall. It's like uh, you know, in uh, 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 Saving Private Ryan, where the guy like takes dirt from each person. Oh yeah, yeah. He goes on like from the. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of like a memento. Each country thing. he's been in, he takes and some dirt. Completely worthless to anybody, but but means something extremely to him. Extremely significant to the. But that I mean that one. gets to the point of like okay, let's say he ever lost all that stuff, or your friend, your friend's house burned down. For sure, God forbid. But right, yeah, sure. You know, he still has those moments. So what did those photographs really mean? Did he need those reminders? Because maybe he was the kind of person who maybe he gets depressed and no, he needs the things on the walls to remind him of the good times. Cause it's otherwise true. he doesn't think of those things. Here's another point. Another concept um, that comes into play is the context. So let's, let's think about this for a second. We're talking about the home. Yeah. Right. So you're talking, your apartment is your home. His house is his home. What happens at home? You know, now some people, uh, are, we'll say, why don't I, this is an extreme word, but introverted. Some people like don't, you know, go outside. don't go outside. They don't Andy invite people go. over. <laughs> they, you know, they don't, they, they, they don't entertain. They don't have guests. They don't have parties. Sure. I, I actually technically, if you were to put a, put a graph down, I would technically fall into that category. Yeah. I, I'm not technically introverted. I'm a relatively, you don't invite people guy. over, but you also go out. I, I, and the, the reason why I don't invite people over isn't you because, don't isn't because I don't have a presentable uh, facility to, to to entertain them. It's more of a practicality thing. I I don't there's I don't like to do stuff with other people in my house. Yeah, you know. I mean, I guess you're lucky I invited you here. Yeah, well, we could do we could have done this. We could have done this at my house. It's fine. I mean, I, like I said, but but it's not normal. Yeah. It's just not the norm. I, I have had parties. I have had you know. I have a video projector and I have a screen and I've configured my apartment into you know a, a presentable hang out for friends. I've I played video games and stuff like that, but that's not my norm. That's not yeah. my, I don't, that's not like people don't know me as, Oh yeah, let's go over to Dan's and watch some TV kind of thing. Yeah. The one thing that's really interesting about my history anyway, is that for the longest time for about seven years, when I lived in Chicago, I was always uh band central. 
And this might have been because, A, I'm a drummer. and Easier to as, go to where the drums are. Well, and in order to practice the drums, you need to have a spot that you can make a loud noise in. And yeah. a, spot, a room that's big enough to hold a drum set that you can play a drum set in that's no problem, getting a little bit more room in there for five other dudes to make a lot more noise is, is actually not that big of a deal. Because right. drums are generally the lo- you know the lowest common denominator, the yeah, loudest yeah, yeah. Yeah. thing in the room. So there was a point in time from like 2003 to 2006. No, 2001 to 2005-ish, where I lived in this little house uh, in Logan Square. Uh, and it was a little self-standing, you know, self. Yeah. It was a, it was a uh, coach house is what it was technically called. And I had the entire thing to myself. There weren't any structures touching for not, not, not around for like, you know, 20 feet on all sides. And that was at the height of my musical activity in Chicago. And I was playing in between five and seven bands at a time, um, three of which... Rehearsed regularly at my house. Yeah, like you know, your neighbors ever complain? Uh, no, they never complained. Really? We weren't, yeah, we really weren't that. We weren't. It was in the middle of nowhere. I yeah, mean, like yeah, yeah. I, there was literally, you know, unless I had the windows open, and I, no, no one ever really complained. I, I only got compliments actually. Some, oh, guy, you sounded really good. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. that kind of stuff. But no, no, no compliment. Uh, no complaints. Um, but the point, the point I'm making here is that my, I guess my entertainment, you know, having people come over to my house has always been more of a, a, a functional thing sure. than a, than an elected, you know, than a, than a fun, than a, you know what I'm saying? Than a yeah. pleasurable, not that I didn't have a good time doing it, but it wasn't something that, that you know, there are people who like having people over and like, like entertaining and like presenting and like yep. saying, you know, showing shit off. And that's, that's really cool. I like going to those things. Yeah. I just don't like having them at my house. So that, that could have something to do. Cause you don't want to take the time or cause it's somehow you're somehow against it. No, I'm not against it. I, I'm neutral. Yeah. I, I, you know what? It, it's let's putting put it pictures up and recycling. We're getting, making a list of the things I, you're neutral. about. I, dude, one of my nicknames online that I don't tell a lot of people about is think neutral. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to rock the neutral. I, I had a whole th- neutral thing going on because, well, let's talk about this for a second. I'll take an aside here. Um, I was I was talking to Conrad about this. I think. I don't, know if, uh, I don't know if you were you were around for. No, I wasn't talking to Conrad. I was talking to another friend of mine's. Well, his wife, not his yeah. girlfriend. Uh, you know, partner. Um, and uh, we were. It we, was just you know. It, this is a spiel I've had. I've I've told dozens of times, and I'll 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 say it really quickly here. Um, what I've, what I've been able to do with, you know, through some, you know, some thinking and and adjustments to my perception is put myself into a generally neutral or neutral with a positive bent spot frame of mind. Uh, Neutral with an optimistic point of view. Generally, generally. You seem like a fairly optimistic guy. I, I, you know, it it makes life easier. Here's the point, man. (laughs) Here's, here's how it works. This is kind of coming around full circle, right? Yeah. So after seeing the dude yelling in the car, getting, getting all upset, I'm like, dude, I don't know. I do want to be, I do not want to do that. I don't want to be that guy. You know, Uh, I can't imagine getting, getting, you know, going through life feeling like that. That sucks. Yeah. So it it came, we'll skip over a lot of the details, but the long and the short of it is, um, I realized that. You ultimately are responsible for the way you feel. When when something pisses you off, you're the one who's pissed off. You know yep. the fact that you feel that way about that that thing uh, is it's all in your own head. You know right. that 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 thing that's happening to you. That's not an objective point of view. You're making a subjective decision in your head to Pre- be angry about it. Or Precisely. Whatever. So that also, and again, we're, we're speaking really generally here. Yeah. There's lots of little ifs and ends and sure. alternatives, but, but anyway, the, the, the general gist of it is 
if you can tune yourself so that when when shit that pisses you off only pisses you off for the the, the immediate you know piss off time necessary yeah and, and it doesn't doesn't linger and it doesn't get worse uh and it goes away, you can return to the sort of happy medium where you were. And I, I kind of, that, that's been working really, really well for me. So, so sure, I'll go through life and something will happen to me and it'll really sadden me or, or frustrate me or upset me. But I know now from experience that eventually, maybe an hour, a week, a day, who knows, at some point in time, that won't be as big of a deal as it was right when it was happening to me. And I would, and, and eventually I will be able to return to my sort of zero neutral spot. And eventually you'll try to think about things that got you upset and you won't even be able to think of things that you were so upset about at the time. It's kind of like, you know, shit. I remember my, you know, I used to, my yeah. hand used to hurt because I banged it one time. Like, but then you forget that you even ever banged it. You right. Know, like yeah. Way. And again, this might be, this might be just where I'm at right now. And who knows when I get older and my joints all start to freak out and I get, you know, yeah. get all weak and weird and stuff. Yeah, but I'm like but that. the other way is, uh, and, and, and it works on the other side too. Cause like, Every once in a while, something really great happens. I, I, you know, I make a really great joke or I, I watch this really great thing and it makes me feel really, really good or I eat this terrific meal or, or something. All of these really f- fun things are happening all at the same time. And that's really great. But I know that those are just happening kind of now. And, and it doesn't make a ton of sense for me to, to get really, you know, invested in those things and because, and, and, you know, and then get sad about them when they go away because I know that there'll probably be more in the future, you know? So there will so, be something else taking their place. Yeah. So, so, so again, so I kind of, I, I, you know, I look at it as, you know, I'm, if you can imagine a scale, really simple scale, there's a zero in the middle, a plus one on the right, a negative one on the left. And I'm sort of like just past the, I'm about, you know, a quarter of the way between zero and plus one. That's yeah. where I try to be sort of just, just kind of like a, like a segue, you know, just kind of leaning yeah. a little bit forward. Yeah. Not like, not like desperately grasping. Yeah. If towards it's going to be six one. or a half dozen. You'd rather be on the plus side. If I had the choice, yeah, um, and and that's 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 kind of how I've been trying to 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 you know to adapt things to to myself. I'm trying to I'm trying to basically you know as I meet people, as I am introduced to new ways of doing things, I try to sort of fit them into that context. And for the I most think that's part, smart. for the most part, it's worked out really well. Um, it's just hard. To, it, what, what what's sad or frustrating for, is is that I, I I wish more people could do that because I think I think it would make people less frustrated and more content. And when people are less frustrated, when people are content, they have a tendency to be more pleasant to hang around with sure. and more productive and generally all of that better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's good. I don't know. I think we should end. Okay. How long has it been? Um, it's probably been like two hours. An hour and a half. Wow. Shit. <laughs> we covered a lot of stuff, man. We did. All right. Uh, Till next time. Yeah. <laughs>